everyone. Welcome to Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything kink. We only cater to adults 18 and above. So remember, this podcast is not safe for work, or as we like to say, NSF. Remember, you can always listen to us during your private time. Hello, kinky and kink curious folk out there. My name is All, and today we're going to discuss a little bit of everything. A little bit of what I've been seeing on social media, a little bit of feedback that I've been getting from submissives, a little bit of everything today. So hold tight. So I've been noticing a lot of um, reoccurring themes and a couple of the reoccurring things that I see online is fake doms, fake subs, and body shaming. And what I mean by reoccurring themes, I mean these are things that people are talking about. Also, where can I find a good dom? Where can I find a good sub? These are always reoccurring themes. And someone was telling me that there was a group that they actually uh, put up uh, some memes that big body women aren't good subs because they're big body women and I think that's um, I think that's horrible I think that's um, someone who doesn't understand what the lifestyle is and personally I don't know why you care um, what a person's body size is it's a lifestyle it's more mental than it is physical um, you know, just people out there who have different body sizes. They have some people have physical ailments, no matter what their body size is. So, you know, this is not to this is not the the time to get into what specifically does it for you. And I think that a lot of people need to stop just saying this is what it is, like and using it as a broad scope instead of saying, well, my preference is smaller women small waist or big bone women blase 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 um i don't understand how people aren't that mature enough to even you know say that um and for anyone saying anything different than that really you're kind of sadist that you really just hate women or you hate a group of people for whatever reason um that doesn't make sense but if you like skinnier women or slimmer women or more fit women or you like uh, a different nationality, a different color, that's fine, that's fine. But when you talk about these things, never paint this with a broad brush because a newbie coming in may feel like, okay, if she's a big girl or she's this kind of way, she can't serve me or she's not a good submissive. That's totally ridiculous. Serving and being a submissive is all mental, 100% mental, and it's up to the dominant to get her in that sub zone, to connect with her in a way that makes her want to give her inhibitions up, her fears up, and serve you and listen to you without question. And that takes a lot, but, you know, weaker men, uh, weaker dominance in general, will just use force, will use ignorance to force others into... Uh, 
into something that's not them, you know? And there's a lot of people who are out here are vulnerable mentally and physically. They're vulnerable. They have insecurities. And people play in those, and that's just not good. That's just not a good practice. I know I've met a lot of women of all sizes, all colors, all, you know, of all ilks. And everybody serves differently. Everybody thinks differently. But they range in size. You know, they range in size. And they're all pretty, you know, cool women. And um, and it's good that we have people out here such as myself and other people who are just given a, a more holistic, healthier view on a lifestyle. None of this body shaming, none of this uh, because you're this, you can't do that. A lot of it in, in particular is a dominant doesn't know how to open up a woman's mind enough to get her to do what he needs without using some kind of darker tactic to get it. You know, without using her own insecurities against her. You know, because that further tears a person down instead of build them up. And it's crucial that we understand this. It's crucial that subs understand exactly what they're receiving. If he's not training you and making it positive, even if it's a physical kind of interaction, right? Where he uh, might be using a cane or a crop or a different way to, to train you. If you know, if you feel as though it's being done out of a proper way of doing things or it's a just thing that he's doing, then that's great. But if he's talking down on you, dogging you out, not really building you up, if he's further adding to your insecurities, your own fear of, of yourself or, or the lifestyle, then you probably need to stop engaging that person. And you, the submissive, have to be strong enough to say, to recognize that and to say no. It's up to you to say no. This is crucial. You have to decide what's best for you always. The only person that's looking out for you is you, period. So you have to, you have to understand the intent of the person. And here's the thing. This person may have the best intentions, right? It's just the way that they're teaching it to you doesn't bring you up. It doesn't grow you. It actually brings you down or takes you to a place that you're not comfortable with, which is fine, but you just need to be open with that. And the thing about it is, uh, as great as some uh, one sub may think I am, another sub may not. That's just the way it goes. There's no cookie cutter way of doing any of this stuff. You know, I might be great to one sub and, a, and to another sub, the way I am, may not do anything for her or it may tear her down. So we just need to be honest with those things, talk about what makes us comfortable, what doesn't make us comfortable, what adds to us, what takes away from us, and we can grow together. This is crucial. This is crucial for a dominant to know. Am I really getting through to this woman? Is she really going along with it because she's feeling it for herself or is she doing it just for me? You know, and if she's doing it just for you, that won't last long. You know, she has to want to do it for you, but she has to want to do it for herself first. She has to feel the value of being connected with you that way. She has to feel the value in what you're trying to teach her. She has to feel the value in your guidance and your protection. 
So too many of us are are not giving the newbies um, good insight into how to go about engaging each other. And because of cell phones and social media, the engagement is less. We do less talking on the phone. We do less face-to-face engagement. So these things are challenges to every relationship in today's world, Uh, no matter what the lifestyle dynamic. uh, The phones and social media plays a heavy part into, uh, you know, relationships. So we have to find balance. Um, Anyone out there body shaming or shaming someone for being not what their specifics are, their particulars are, you shouldn't do that. You should just say, look, this is what I like. Don't don't paint it with a broad brush because that's how you hurt people. That's how you give the lifestyle a negative look. And here's the thing. If you're talking like that, I can tell that you came into the lifestyle when social media started because you're just looking at pictures and you're going, off, well, all the pictures look like this. But okay, are you the guy in the picture as well? You can't be looking like, you know, who did it, you know, gut and all that and sloppy and all that. Don't have suits or, you know, don't have a whole bunch of money to fly people here and there. So, like, if you're going to go off of pictures, make sure that you represent the picture, too, if you're going to be particular like that. You know, but if not, just be realistic. You know, if you like slimmer women or brown women or yellow women or red women or purple women whatever it is that is your particular thing just make it so you let people know this is me my particulars is this so they can be upset that you may like slimmer women and she a big bone woman and feel like god you know he, he he's um he doesn't like um slim women you know he doesn't he doesn't like big women however they can't say that you're saying that big women in the lifestyle is bad. There's a difference. What you're particular about and what is the norm and what should be the norm. What should be the norm is if you mentally and physically and spiritually are giving yourself to the lifestyle, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters but that. My more... uh, advanced view of domination at this point being in it being in the lifestyle for 10 years now uh my more advanced view is dominants are men who are nurturers yeah dominants are nurturers they're not only just protectors but they're nurturers we will sow into a submissive mindset we want to sow into you guys things that are going to help you advance your peace on the board of life this is what it's about you know to do a session for someone is for me to actually put my creative side to work to build the ambiance to put myself in a certain mindset that we're going to do some role playing to 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 have everything set right so you can enjoy the session the session is not as much about me as it is for you that takes someone who cares. Anyone can take their belt off their waist and put it around a, a woman's neck or a submissive's neck and spank them, you know, while they're fucking them. I mean, anyone can do that. But it takes a different kind of a 
man, a dominant, to actually plan a whole night together, how it plays out, how they want you to behave, where they want you, what they want to use on you, talk to you. Like, what does this session call for? Maybe you need a session that's aggressive. You need paddles, whips, you know, or you want to do more of a, a, a session where you're going to do some edge play, which means you're going to restrain them and use, you know, different sensations like heat and cold and chains and things like that. And then you might have a session where you're scaring a person to half to death, right? Um, where you're going to bring out knives and, you know, um, contraptions and things like that or, you you know, or even suffocation, right? Like putting a, a plastic bag around their neck and, and, and holding their breath and, you know, those things are different sessions that take time and planning and you always have to know, you always have to have a safe word, you always have to have a gesture. Those things need to be asked for by a dominant before play starts. If he doesn't ask you for a safe word or in a safe gesture, then you shouldn't play. And these things are important, especially if you're gonna do real edgy play like suffocation, right? You have to know, let me take her to a certain point, but I'm not gonna take you to the point of suffocation or choking you till you black out. Like that's, that's going a little too far. Sometimes blacking out happens without you wanting to take it there. So you always have to be conscious of these things. Um, you know, uh, like I said, it's, it's being a dominant is a, is a position of nurturing. And so nurturing is, I'm gonna have to, uh, you know, I'm gonna get these candles set. I'm gonna make sure the, uh, the smell is right. All the toys is good and clean and, you know, everything's laid out very elegantly. I want to make sure that I have the proper wine glasses or the proper glasses, the proper everything, you know. Um, I want to make sure that I have the aftercare set up. I want to make sure that after play, I give her give her a minute to come down a little bit and then, you know, maybe run a bath for her, you know. Maybe, maybe make it a milk bath. Maybe it's a bath with something like eucalyptus in it or lavender to relax her. You know, making sure she has her favorite pillow, her favorite blanket. Uh, these are very important details that a nurturing, dominant taste in consideration. As well as the mental part of it. A dominant has to be patient, has to be very patient to learn a person. A person, when you meet them, is kind of like a plane that's at like 30,000 feet. You have to give them some time and you have to ask them questions and build trust in them to make them bring it down, bring the plane down and want to land them themselves on your runway. Make them land on your runway where they feel safe, that they can be themselves, that they don't have to hide amongst the clouds, that they can come down and be themselves and that way you can understand them and learn how to move, maneuver with them and around them. You know how you can trust her. Some may not be trustworthy in this way because it's not a skill set they, they have. For example, you wouldn't want a submissive to cook for you that doesn't know how to cook. 
right? She's not that good. So you wouldn't want her to do something that she's not skilled enough to do. And these are things that you learn. Um, there are certain emotional triggers that some of them may have that, okay, um, she may not like the way I grab her arm because it reminds her of some trauma that she dealt with in her past. But those are things that you know once she's landed her plane and sat down and is ready to uh, expose to you all of her her weaknesses, all of her inhibitions and insecurities, and, you know, and like where they stem from. And these are things that you try to work through as a dominant. You try to help them work through their pain. You try to help them work through the things that they feel as though are holding them back from being the best version of themselves. Because honestly, there's a lot of great people in this world, but most of them really don't know how great they are. They know that they're great. They may feel it, but they don't have the confidence to go forward. And this is something that a dominant helps nurture confidence, you know, and that's through that's through teaching and guidance and showing them the way. And that's not an easy position to be in. And people make fun of me because when I'm talking to them through text or through social media, I may put up a, a thinking face with a notes, uh, like a notepad and a pencil on a notepad. But I, I just have a, a way of remembering details. I work with the public as a profession. And one of the things that a lot of my clients appreciate is that I remember certain details about their life. You know, they tell me something about their mother or they tell me something about their um, their wife or, you know, their husband. Um, there's key things that people will tell you. And I remember those things indiscriminately. But when they get my, you know, when they come to me, I, I, I ask them, how's that situation working? How did that play out for you? Um, and, you know, it's just about connection. You know, um, you want to connect with people in a way that uh, makes them comfortable with talking to you. And, it, and it's crucial. Uh, as a, Again, you just can't force someone to open up. The harder you push for them to reveal something, the more they're going to cover up. We often speak as a dominant being a protector. And of course, <laughs> online, you'll see photos of a man, you know, being very strong, having his arms around a woman, or just like a physical security, a physical protection kind of thing, which is one aspect of protection. Um, another aspect of protection of a submissive is to teach her how to avoid harmful situations is just as well as you would tell a kid not to stick a metal object in an electric socket. You're trying to teach your submissive things that's going to help them avoid certain problems. For example, I had a friend, she was going to go meet her dominant on vacation and we was having a, we were having a conversation. I was telling her, well, you know, you know, about this subject. And she said, that's funny you said that because when we meet on vacation, he tells me I got there one day before him and I was telling him that I was going to go jog uh, very late in the evening. And he was telling her don't go jogging late in the evening. He was giving her, you know, different parameters and different reasons why. And, you know, she's like, well, I'm on vacation. Like, you know, nothing dangerous going to happen to me here. You know, I'm, I'm coming from... Here in the United States, this big city, 
you know, we have to be on guard a little bit more and now I'm going on vacation to so paradise. Like, you know, I could be able to let my hair down. And it's funny because he's like military. And so he was, you know, he has a whole different mindset about security, which is very important because you don't know other people's intentions. And that story alone, when I was telling him like, yeah, if I was him, I would recommend you not run either. Um, at night, maybe during the day when the sun is out for sure, when there's a lot of light out, visibility, being places where you're not secluded, yes. But, you know, if you're by yourself, you put yourself in a vulnerable situation. But this is part of the guidance that you have to give to a submissive, you know. Because some people just don't know. They don't look at life like that. They don't deal with the worst that life can offer. You know, they've never been subjected to very harsh realities. And this is what a dominant is supposed to do. A dominant is supposed to help guide you, help guide you with situations even at work or help guide you with situations with dealing with people in life. You know, give you a different aspect, a different point of view of looking at things, especially if you're a submissive woman and women feel things you know and so the feelings the emotions sometimes cloud judgment sometimes uh submissives submissive women have a way of, of not seeing the very obvious because to you guys the world is a very complicated thing and situations are very complicated you guys have a way of seeing all these different parts Whereas though us, the dominants or the males, the more people who are more linear, who are more, um, just more simple-minded to a degree, uh, just see very black and white. It is either this or it's that. Whereas though submissive think more in that broad gray area, like, oh, well, da-da-da-da-da-da. But that gray area leads you to indecision it leads you to not really seeing, maybe actually making a choice on what you should do in a situation. Sometimes you just, you have to make a decision like it's black and white and deal with the consequences later. You're going to deal with the consequences anyway. You know, an indecision is a decision within itself. But staying in that gray area can hurt you more than either dealing with the black and the white. And this is stuff that Dominance Hub, you guys work out. Now, if your dominant is not telling you anything, if he's not teaching you anything, if he's just telling you how to get on your knees and how to, you know, fuck him, that's not really uh, a good situation. Um, well, let me not say it's not a good situation. It, it, it physically pleasing might be a good situation, but it may not be a situation for you if you're looking for long-term growth, if you're looking to grow yourself. Um, some people, hey, look, they're just looking for the experience. I get that, too. Some people are just looking for an expert or a very experienced person who can give them some kink. You know, just tie them up, talk dirty to them, spank them, and they want to feel safe with that person, right? They want to feel protected with that person that, you know, that they can put themselves in these compromising situations and, you know, and they come out to the other side whole, <laughs> Which sounds funny, but it's real. And I've and I've been on that side of the coin, you know, where a submissive not necessarily want me to be their dime, but they want to have that experience. They want to have an experience of 
on a session and you know I'll go over a whole list of you know what kind of session would you like to have you know what are you into what's your pain threshold blah 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 so those kind of things is is uh, acceptable as well it's understandable if you don't want much if all you want is to experience you know some play um, and even in that case uh, even if it's just play if it's somebody that I know already we have that comfortable we have that comfortable factor but if it's someone I don't know I'm gonna meet them for the first time we're gonna do a session uh, I would give them certain information um, number one I would definitely do like a contract between us two to say that this is what you're going to get in and you agree to it and I agree to it and we sign off on it I probably would do some kind of video uh, video recording of us just saying hey this is me, this is her and we're going to do the session and she's all on board, this is what her uh, her safe word is, what her safe gesture is as well as I would give her take a picture of my license and tell her to send it to her friend or whoever will know that she's going to be in my care because I want them to understand if anything happens, I'm the one that needs to be first contacted and held accountable because that's just how I roll. If a woman is with me or a submissive is with me, they're in my care. And so if something happens, I'm, I'm first responsible for this person. And so I need to stand tall with that. And so I encourage them to share that information. I tell one of their friends who they're going to be with, what my phone number is. So just in case anything happens before or after me, that I can be contacted and and try to help, you know, the situation if it's out of my control. You know, for example, if she gets stranded on the side of a highway or whatever the case may be. Um, I just want to be responsible for that person when they're supposed to be in my care or en route to be in my care. Those things I, I care about, those things are very important. Um, it's what I would want someone to do for uh, one of my friends that I care about. And particularly for me, if I was coming to see somebody, I would want them to be, you know, very involved in the process. Like, are you good? How you, when are you getting here? How are you getting from there to here? As far as like an airport or train or something like those things is, mean a lot when people care about you you know so these are things to consider guys um so domination is more than just pictures and pulling out whips and buying different toys and telling someone what to do you have to understand if you're making this, the decision to be someone's dominant that you're making the decision to be a nurturer to be a caretaker now if being a nurturer is not something that's in your wheelhouse that's fine. You can always learn how to be more compassionate, be more concerned about a person's well-being. Um, you can never take your eyes off that as a dominant dealing with women. You can never take your eyes off the fact that you have to be a nurturer and a protector. You can't just let her go willy-nilly because she'll find someone else that will sow into her. And so... If not being, if, if being a nurturer is not your strong point, that's fine. But there are things that you can do and that you should do consistently that push you in a more nurturing role. And it's not very hard. It's very simple things. A lot of them is mostly mental. It's not even anything physical or anything you got to come out your pocket and pay for. It's just straight up mental stuff 
that deals with discipline of yourself as a dominant. Discipline and consistency. If you maintain those things, they will turn you into a nurturer. You may not be the, the deep, deep nurturer, but there are certain rules that if you follow certain things, certain protocols that you follow, and we can discuss those what those protocols are, in my opinion. We can definitely discuss those at another time. So, uh, Or you can always um, hit me up on social media, on Facebook, or you can always hit me up on Instagram. And I'll be... I'm always willing to talk to anyone who's willing to learn more. And it's not just about me teaching you. I also learn from you guys. I cannot be where I am. I would not be on here talking to you if it wasn't for the encouragement and the growth that I learned through others' experiences and others' mistakes. So I've heard a lot. I've done a lot. And I'm just here to try to share that for the overall growth of our of our lifestyle and our relationships in general, um, because I think that we're we're losing we're losing a little bit of our our ability to connect on a human level because of so much artificial intelligence, and I understand that artificial intelligence is going nowhere. Is going to increase. It's only going to get more vast. That's the way the world is, is moving. But there are some things that I think we need to hold on to if we want that that deep, rich experience out of life. Right? It's like AI is like going on vacation and staying on a resort, and all you do is stay on a resort the whole time. You're in this beautiful place and you're just on this resort and the resort has all the bells and whistles it's very beautiful you're getting food from that place but so on and so forth but to be connected you actually you know if you have one of those vacations where you're with the people of the place that you're you're staying in you can be in the culture in the mix of the daily life you get more of a rich experience if i, I hope that is a is an understandable comparison if, if you guys will um, and I'm not saying that uh, going to a resort is bad I'm not saying that I'm not saying one is better than another I'm just saying that that going being with some people that's from that place your experience is just that much more enhanced and rich it can be a little risky if you don't know the people but if you have that kind of connection to be with the people is such a is such more rich experience and probably would be cheaper as well. <laughs> um, in my travels, I found that to be true. But um, this is my thoughts on domination and nurturing. And I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. Uh, well, it's not a conversation, right? I'm just talking to you. So I'm glad. I hope that you guys enjoyed this passage of mine. Just talking about things that I see, the growth of dominance and submission, and just trying to keep people feet grounded and not uh, give them wings to fly away with some imaginary fantasy, because uh, a lot of people get hurt with the fantasy. Lastly, I'd like to thank you guys for listening to my podcast contributing to the Facebook page, the Instagram, 
and I need to still build Twitter up a little bit better. But I want to thank you guys for your support, your encouragement, your feedback. Uh, like I said, when I started this out years ago, uh, it was just for me to write. I had no idea it was going to take me into, you know, how providing education, not just for myself, but from other people, um, you know, it going into a brand, a website, um, kingspace.net. And Sir Inc. the brand is growing. You guys know we have tees, hats, changing mugs, uh, ties, men ties, uh, black with white writing, red with white writing, pocket squares, uh, silk ascots, and um, silk ties for you to tie people's wrists and ankles up and uh, blind can be used as a blindfold as well and uh, soon we'll, we'll be growing into cosmetics we're going to be bringing out a uh, small cosmetic line um, like lipstick and some things like that that you can use to write on your submissive and um, we also are getting into uh, facial creams and other things like that um, and as far as um, the cosmetic line will have a different name I can't reveal it just yet we're in the middle of uh, trademarking that and Sir Inc. itself which is already branded um, is registered mark uh, will be coming out this fall with pacifiers, teddy bears and a few other objects um, geared toward our submissive audience because I don't have enough things geared toward my submissive. And actually, um, we're going to be getting into booty shorts and half tops as well for our submissive women. So stay tuned. Thank you again. We appreciate your support. Please. If you have any feedback, you can hit me on any of the pages or you can email me at uh, sirinc at sirinc.com and um, anything else. We appreciate it. If you want to be a guest on the show, on my podcast, please let me know so we can uh, talk and set those things up, some questions, what you want to reveal, what you don't want revealed about your identity and things things of that nature and you know let's have some fun and let's share thank you that was quite an experience wasn't it tune in again for a fresh release of sir inks the experience podcast i hope y'all enjoyed today's chat we'd love to hear your experiences and your feedback do email us at Sir I N Q at Sir I N Q You can also follow us on Sir I N Q on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Kingspeak.